Come on, man. You don't know where roll that beautiful bean footage came from? Bush's baked beans. The dog, man. The dog. Roll that beautiful bean footage. This is Harry Hog Football, the original Redskins fans podcast. On today's show, we talk about the game between the Washington Redskins and the Baltimore Ravens. We give out our game balls and kick in the balls award and talk about John's dog, Malcolm Kelly, being cut. This is much more live than Josh Jones. Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? Yo, 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 what's happening? Yo, 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 what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? There we are, Hello? What's up, yo's? Hello? It's almost like real football season. I know. Roll that beautiful bean footage. Episode 262 of Harry Hawk Football. Hey, dudes, we're actually one podcast away from a real football game when we destroy the Giants. As a matter of fact, I just thought about (laughs) this. It's not even on the itinerary. I have not given my precarious predictions yet. Yeah, when are you going to do that? Next week? Next week. I guess it's going to be next week. I've been going back and forth on how I was going to go with the precarious predictions this year, and I think... After reading an article this weekend about how all these news outlets have given the Redskins, a lot of them are picking the Redskins to go two and fourteen. So I thought that, um, you know, that would pretty much steer my decision on how I'm going to go on the precarious predictions. So you're just going to have to tune in next week to see um, how that's going to go work out. Aaron Episode two hundred and sixty-three. yearly. Precarious predictions. When? Yeah, just, next week. I, I just made a note and make sure that I put it on the itinerary for next week. And on next week's podcast. And I will I'm guarantee you, this. I'm going to make a guarantee or I'm going to quit the podcast. You ready? <laughs> that my precarious <laughs> predictions will be closer to what really happens this season than these 2 and 14 picking guys. Than these dudes that are saying, uh, where did I bring that up at? I've got it up here somewhere. Athlon Sports, who I've never heard of before. Athlon Sports um, always does the pre, they do the season previews. They've done that for years and years. I used to get the magazine. Says his and they used to be in the newspaper. Will be better than Athlon Sports. <laughs> no, Athlon Sports does like this full color magazine every year before the season starts. I don't know what else they do, and it get, oh. breaks down the teams and stuff. Full it's one of those things magazine. that was like really pertinent back in the 90s, but now, like now in the 2000s, everyone does it online or on TV. Exactly. It's exactly exactly. It. it was pertinent. Um, also, sporting news, 2-14. and 14. Um, Who is this guy? Phil Steele, whoever that is. I've heard of him, actually. 2-14. and 14. No, 3-13. and 13, ESPN, the magazine. Espen, the magazine, if you remember those early commercials. 3 and 13. Espen. Um, Espen. In any event, by the way, this is Harry Hog Football. Episode number 262. 
Tonight. And thank you to our <laughs> and thank you to our continued sponsorship by uh, David Lee of David Lee Legal Services, huge Redskins fan, and our uh, yep. our benevolent sponsor. Yes, and uh, you can visit David Lee Legal Services on his website at David M Lee attycom <laughs> and there you go yeah with that being said roll that beautiful bean footage let's get this Thank show you, on the road that's what I always say dude dude it's now Will it's now Will we're gonna hear that every week dude I've been saying it for how long seriously the the, the podcast listeners don't get to hear it right yeah Josh has been saying it in like the, the setup <laughs> Yeah, Josh says it every day when we're like, let's start recording. And then Josh is like, roll that beautiful bean footage. Let's go. And that's that's (laughs) like 10 seconds before we actually like start recording. Um, But dude, Will's got the timber. He's got got the resonance. The timber. He's got the timber to his voice. He's got the resonance. The timber timber. He's got the voice, dude. We I like want to put him with like the shaft theme in the background and let him do an intro to our show one week. He's got some, that he's got some, some low voltage attenuation. Yeah, Will. If you're watching, wait, is that his name? Will? Yeah. Is it Will? I don't know. That just pops into my head, dude. Seriously, you don't Will. even know who did it. it it's Will. <laughs> it's Will. I think. Is it? What are you John? talking about? It's Will. <laughs> if there's a Dude, if there's a will, there's a will. Will in Maryland, right? Yes. Uh, okay, I don't know. For a second, I was doubting myself. But anyway, Aaron will... started a new MBA class tonight and had to rush home, so his brain is all is all like bookish. Yeah. So his brain's t- thinking basketball tonight. So anyway, Will in Maryland, dude. This would NBA. be if you're listening tonight. This would be really cool if for our next intro for the precarious predictions, you could record on the on our on our phone number seven seven, Harry Hog. Harry Hog. Record me an intro about my precarious predictions and do the intro to the show. This is Harry Hug Football. And then we'll put it to the shaft theme. Aaron will uh, put put it. We'll marry that with the shaft theme. (laughs) And we'll put that on there and we'll see how that ends up sounding. I think it's going to sound really cool. It will be like, yo, this is Aaron's precarious prediction. Roll that beautiful bean footage. I gotta say, Will does say it a little bit deeper and, and has a little more attenuation than I do. Oh my! <laughs> oh my! <laughs> oh man! Anyway, let's get into some Redskins news. Um, let's see here on the itinerary. Um, yeah. Um, get the Redskins. I don't know why it says this on the uh, itinerary, but in case you didn't watch the game, you would have seen the Redskins. Beat the Ravens twenty-one to fourteen, and then the Scrubs came in and lost to the Ravens Scrubs with a score of thirty-four to thirty-one. But the, right. the Scrubs were. Pre- that said, you know the Scrubs were pretty evenly matched. Yeah, the Scrubs were pretty evenly matched. It was just a lot of the and times you know, our th- fourth our fourth Scrubs were going up against their second and third Scrubs, and we were, they were like a step ahead. And uh, <laughs> dude, there's so many Scrubs league. <laughs> Scrubs League. They do the have the thing one. is like over the last ten years of the Vinny Serato time, especially that you know you get down to our third Scrubs when our third Scrubs are against their third Scrubs, and and used to see it in the fourth preseason game every year. Our you know it just it you could see that we had absolutely no depth because we kept signing people like Jeff George to thousand million dollar contracts. Yeah, and even and in now. The- 
only in the second year of the uh, the Bruce era era. You already see some era. depth, and it, it's Many very era. evident in the preseason games. Like John's saying, you're like getting into third quarter, and you're like, "Whoa, this guy! Why is he on the field? Why is Mike Sellers playing in the end of the fourth quarter?" Well, because he's going to be cut. But why are these guys playing in the end of the fourth quarter when in the past they'd be like out of the game at the end of the half? Oh my! Oh my! Yeah, you, it's. Oh. I mean, we we already have have amassed a, a heck of a lot more depth than we had before. Which I mean, it's easy to amass anything when Mass. you had zero in the first place. So balls. I mean, Stefan Heyer came in as a backup. Hey, speaking he of, was a, he was like a number two guy for us, and then he ended up being the starter. He sucked. Hey, so who was his two. backup? You know, hey, the backups to Ste- as much as Stefan Heyer sucked, <clears throat> he's a prime example of it. His backups were absolutely horrible. I can't even name one of them. Dude, but he's hurt now, dude. Don't even, nah, don't even be cutting on Stefan Heyer. He was in ESPN's top ten plays of the week. What was he really? Stefan oh, Heyer my. this weekend. Um, what did he Jason do? Campbell threw a pass. It got tipped, tipped up at the line, and Stefan Heyer caught it and rumbled down the field for about six yards with his odd body. Nuh-uh! We could <laughs> no go way. odd body. It's on Sports Center today. You could probably still. He watch didn't it. score though, did he? No, no, no. But he did catch a pass. Was that a legal? Fantastic. Touch? It was legal because it was tipped at the line, and then he caught it. Okay. Illegal touch. It, Illegal touch. And they were like, fortunately, uh, that was the only time. There's Stephon, an app for that. Fortunately, that was the only time Stefan Heyer carried the ball in that game. That's what the uh, ESPN people said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Only so, one, yeah, oh my. one thing Prime to say, example. But... He's someone who was terrible and ended up being a starter for us. And you, can, you can't even name who was a backup for him because those guys are probably all out of football. And now someone like Stefan Heyer might be able to sniff the third team. Yeah. I think that's an odd way of saying it, but you know what I mean. He might have a flourishing career in Oakland. You never know. Odd body. But anyway, yeah. The point is, we've got tons of depth now, dude. Well, not tons, but we have a whole heck of a lot more than we used to. Oh, yeah, dude. It's very evident in these games. Especially with people like, like I said. Mike Sellers playing in with three minutes left in the ball game. Sellers, Lorenzo Alexander. Lawrence Alexander playing with Lawrence. <laughs> Alexander, <laughs> hardly know her. Lorenzo playing with thir- <laughs> third team. Deep in I mean, the third Alan, Adam Carricker, who is like, I don't know. Carricker, I hardly know her. End, but he was getting bumped back <laughs> to second string behind uh, Jenkins before uh, what we're going to talk about in the injury report, which none of us are happy about. Dude, Carricker, I think he was the first round pick, was he not? A few years ago, he was at one point back there in uh, St. Louis. And I mean, it's not that he sucks. I mean, if if compared like by position, he was much better at his job than Stefan Heyer ever was. But you know, <clears throat> that doesn't mean he was he should be the starter on a good team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how's that? You know, how's that dude Maurice Hurt doing? Maurice. I don't know, dude. I can't say that I really paid attention to Maurice Hurt there in the last game. I don't. <laughs> How's Maurice? Maurice? Maurice Hurt. Some people call him Maurice. <laughs> yeah, it was Maurice Hurt. Maurice Hurt. Son. Son. I don't know, but he's not cut. I can tell you that. Unlike other people. 
That's right. Uh-huh. And we're going to talk about the cuts. The cuts, The uh, that's another good thing. To, this is a tease coming up here. We're going to talk about later on in the show. Um, we've got the, uh, the list of cuts that had to cut down to 80 today cut. from 90, however the hell many they were allowed to have before, because it was, boy, it was a lot. Um, well, that's coming up cuts, in the second half. Cuts! Have in the come second up. half. That's a tease, it's Coming dude. up after, after halftime. Let's talk more about after. this game, though, dudes, first, before we go we anywhere. We should talk about the game. The game Over- that our starters beat their starters in. The overall feel I got from this game, all right. I thought that it was more of the same from the first two weeks and against a better defense, a defense that was playing, they were blitzing like insane. They were blitzing like crazy. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. And our dudes were picking them up for the most most point, or, you know, most of the time. But I think we did give up some sacks, like what, three or four? Something like that. Josh, do you have that? I No, I don't have it in front of me. But And you guys are talking about you know, the defense here and everything. And, and I just want to say how impressed I was with the offense, which I'm, you know, this is like a flip flop for me, man. Usually I'm like Mr. Defense guy. Dude, and, I was talking, and, uh, I was talking about the offense. I was saying, we. I know you were, you were what? I said, we, we gave up three or four sacks, but. Oh, we gave up some sacks. Gotcha. But I yeah. still think they were playing just, just like they were the first two weeks. And like, I don't know. Silverback, after having that horrible game against the Colts, I thought he had a pretty decent game this week. And I can't yeah, remember. It. I can't remember back. if it was him that sprung that huge block for um, Hightower on that one play, but I was pretty impressed with the team, both offensively and defensively. And we finally had our, what, first turnover of the se- of the preseason? Silver. A Beck's interception. There were two turnovers total in that game um, for each team. Yeah. But mm-hmm. anyway, yeah, I thought it, they looked pretty crisp again. Crisp. Crisp. And somebody commented on that on Twitter. They actually said that uh, that they agreed with Aaron that the Redskins looked crisp. <laughs> Dude, even John well, Gruden you? by the end of the first quarter was like, he was the first to break the silence from the announcers who didn't want to say anything about the Redskins looking good because all of their friends and colleagues have already said they're going to go 2-14. and 14. But he uh-huh. he was finally the one that was like, I got to say it. They're looking crisp, <laughs> except he didn't say crisp. <laughs> oh, man. Aaron and I were going back and forth during that game. Here it is, dude. I can't stand John Gruden, and Aaron can't stand Jaws. Oh, you and, know who uh, that was? That was uh, David Lee that actually said that. He actually uh, <laughs> tweeted and said, and said uh, skins look crisp, and dare I say disciplined. <laughs> How long Solid. has it been? He's, yeah, he's disciplined. Right. That's a really good word to bring up for that. The team is looking much more disciplined than they have in, I don't know, since Dan Snyder bought the team. And another thing I was going to point out on defense, we, time, though. we did give up 14 points against their starters. Um, yeah. With our starters, I mean. But it wasn't even really our starters on defense. Look, London Fletcher was not in there. He's like the heart and soul of the defense. He did not yeah, play. Togway was in for the first time. Atagwe was seeing his first bit of action. Um, the Burgundy Hulk Landry, wasn't even in back there, number 30. Landry, of course. Yeah, Dirty dirty 30 wasn't in. He was starting to worry me, by the way. Yeah, me too. I told you. I'm um, telling you guys. So, I mean, I don't know. I was pretty impressed just like the other two weeks. And this was, you know how the third preseason game is supposed to be like the closest 
to a real game. Yep. Yep, that's true. And that's why I'm pretty excited that even though we gave up two touchdowns, D'Angelo Hall, um, it was 21-14 to at halftime when it was starters v. starters, mostly, even though we were missing some guys on defense, and they really weren't. So, pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. We even, yeah. lost, we even lost that super Aaron super dog. Can I, can I say something else here real quick? No. I thought about this when I was watching the Giants game last night. Mm-hmm. It's exciting just to see the Redskins run a different kind of offense than the same one they've run since I was a little kid. And watching the Giants yeah. last night, I'm like, this is like the Redskins' old offense. But now, they I mean, how many draws have we seen in the preseason? That's what I was going to say, dude. You called me. You were just like, guess what they keep running, which I haven't seen the Redskins run, like, I don't think at all this preseason. I was like, what, the draw? How many wide receiver screens for one yard have we seen in the preseason? Golly. I mean, everything's either a running play where they're going across the field and finding a hole and hitting it, or they are throwing the ball down the freaking field. Yeah, and they're getting the quarterback moving. Uh-huh. He's not hanging out in the pocket too often, you know? And I think, I think, think talking about the quarterbacks, I think that's where John Beck is, is doing a little bit better than uh, Sexy Rexy. I think he's doing a little bit better in a lot of in a lot of different ways. I don't think either guy was the guy during that game because each guy did good things and they did bad things. But I mean, you're going up against the Ravens' defense, and even though they're getting old, they're still really, really good. Mm-hmm. But you know, you, when they kept doing that, that everybody shifts to the left and the quarterback rolls out to the right play. You know, Beck's moving quicker. He can. He's more fleet of foot. I'm not saying he's like Michael Vick running down the field, but you know he can move. And Rex Rex is more uh, Bledsoe-esque as mm-hmm. far as that is concerned. Now, and speaking of the quarterbacks, dude, dudes, what Bledsoe. did you think? And Josh, I thought it was really interesting when they were going back and forth between the quarterbacks. The uh-huh. body language of the other players on offense and how much energy there was on the field. Aaron, what did you think of that? Well, all I know is that John Beck came on the field and threw one pass for 38 yards. They had a giant run, and they scored like three plays later. Yep. <laughs> I mean, that pretty much got the team pumped up right there. Yep, 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 yep. yep. Um, what I noticed out there... Every time Beck was in, the team was more energized. It seemed to me it, it, it was a noted difference. Like when Rex was in, they were a little bit lethargic. They weren't quite moving like you thought that the, maybe they could. And when Beck was in there, you could tell there was like that extra bit of energy that everyone had. Everyone was a little bit more attentive. Everybody was moving yeah. quicker. They were, I dare say, crisper. They were... Uh, making it seem like they were making less mistakes for the most part mm-hmm. it, they seemed well, to respond I, better to beck on the field yeah. not that they were responding bad to grossman even though you guys know i hate rex grossman but they were okay with him but you could you could see a difference when they the uh, the offensive line or the running backs or the wide receivers it was a little bit more there well i put it out there on twitter this week and i said what do you guys think about the uh the quarterback situation, you know, who will get the start for the season? Will it be Beck or Grossman? And we got a few responses, and uh, and uh, our Uncle Skins wrote, uh, Beck, 
because he appears to have the roll rollout mobility we need to cover our thin O line. That was his response. That's what John was saying. That's, yeah, that's, I, that's yeah, what I was going to say. It's I just like John said. One. And then, um, and then also we got another one. Where is it? It's right here. Don. Don wrote, and oh, <laughs> this one kind of cracked me up. He wrote, unsexy Rexy, dot, mm-hmm. dot, dot. Will make a TD saving tackle. Cut. <laughs> Harsh. But appropriate. I'm gonna have to agree with these guys. I'm leaning towards Beck, even though he threw that pretty horrible interception when he when he on that one drive. I think the first one of the second half. Yeah, remember. but that was like his first really bad pick of the preseason, and I mean. I know I'm expanding the body of work here, but how many times have we seen Rex Grossman do that kind of thing? We're just like, dude. But I will point out. What were you looking at? But I will point out, and it was five days ago, so I could be completely not remembering this correctly, but I'm pretty sure that after he threw that interception, he came back in and marched them down the field. Did he not? Who's that? Beck. Oh, Beck. I think he did, if I remember correctly. I believe he did, but I'm not sure. Um, and that was hmm. maybe that was the one where he threw the touchdown to Terrence Austin. Terrence Austin's going to be good, dude. But I think that was in the third quarter, though. It was. It was in the third quarter. Terrence Austin's making the team. Terrence Austin. Well, now that well, now that we have some cut news cut. coming up in just a few minutes. Um, I think it's pretty much a lock that Terrence Austin's going to make this team. Dude, he's good. He is good. He, he could he's be a like hard the, worker. He could be the new James Thrash for a long time. And every team needs. I mean, he could. He's one of those guys that could be the third receiver, fourth receiver, and 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 we'll see what happens. You know, can never have enough. Yep. There are too many good receivers. I mean, we've hardly had any good receivers other than Moss. That boy can catch, dude. Years. That boy can catch. That and Moss looked pretty crisp in this game. San- you know? Santana Moss is pretty solid every time he steps he in looked the field. Pretty, he looked pretty crisp in this game, I thought. Santana Moss is looking... I think Santana Moss... Sorry, sorry. I think Santana Moss is looking really, really crisp out there because there's less heat on him because they have to actually cover guys like uh, Anthony Armstrong and Dante Stallworth and... Uh, and the other receivers that I'm, I'm, you know, all those guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, maybe not Aldrick Robinson. Oh, uh, that the other guys. Is he still on the team? <laughs> Aldrick. But you guys, you know, Jabbar Gaffney is a great number two guy. He runs really. He, I'm not going to say it again. He runs really, really sharp routes. Crisp. And, uh, Jabbar. The crisp. <laughs> Jabbar. <laughs> And, uh, yes. I thought his you name know, was Jabber. A guy like that takes the heat <laughs> off of Santana Moss, and that's what Moss. I mean, Moss does rather well. Has done rather well with very, very depth, very little depth behind him, and for a lot of years in Washington. So now he's got some depth there, and I mean, he could, he could really flourish this year. He's it could gonna, be a career year for him. I'm with he's you. Crisp. Like a pink lady apple. Dude, he's had so many different quarterbacks, and he's always been. Everyone knows that the only good receiver on the Redskins was Santana Moss all these always. years. He was the receiving core. That's why I would always get what double teamed and everything. They what about double James Thrash, dude? Don't, don't forget James Thrash. James Thrash was, was a three. while ago, though. 
Andy was always yeah. a three. Yeah, he was always a three. They tried to make him a two up in uh, Philadelphia, and that didn't work out too well for him, unfortunately. What about old, what's his name, uh, David, uh, who do we have? He went to New Orleans. David Patton? Patton? David Patton. David he Patton. was terrible. T- David Patton. And Bug Eyes? He was a product of the system up up in, in Big Eyes, up in New England. He was a product of the system up there. He was never good here. Um, neither was Big Eyes. He wasn't all that good in New Orleans either. He was, he was really not that good in Big Eyes. Who was that guy? Rishé Caldwell. Rishé Caldwell. Man, that guy Caldwell. did have Big Eyes. Deer in the headlights, dude. <laughs> and not like Mike Singletary, like Big Scary Eyes. There was well, something his wrong eyes with were Big and Scary because you thought he was going to crush him. Dude, there was something Rishé's wrong with Rishé's eyes. For some reason, for some reason, I always like imagine like. Looking out the window at night and seeing like Rache Caldwell's head pop up and look in the window. <laughs> With those eyes. It was like those huge eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Sorry, Rache, if you're listening, we're not meaning to cut on you too bad. Yeah, sorry about that. I know there's a uh there's a uh, gosh, what is that called? Did you see that, Rache? <laughs> They say that an overactive thyroid gland can result in bulging eyes or Graves' overactive disease or something thyroid. like that. <laughs> overactive overactiveroid. So you know, thyroid. I mean, <laughs> overactiveroid. Was, was there a teacher at high school? Of, back, dudes, back in the day, was there a teacher at Princess Anne High School, an English teacher that had eyes like that, or am I thinking of middle school? What? Was that Mr. Brumfield? No, it was it was a, a woman. Mr. It must have been it must have been at, at Ghetto Bayside Junior High School because there was a teacher that had these eyes like Rishi Caldwell, and there was like whoa, and then oh, somebody yeah, be like, dude, dude, she's got this like medical problem. Be cool, dude. We, to, dude, we didn't, we didn't we go to Bayside. Bayside we didn't go there, dude. Proptosis. We didn't go to See, that that's ghetto. That's what I was trying Bayside. to remember. If it was a, if, 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 I can remember if it was a princess. Dude, if it was a princess Anne, you guys would have remembered it. But since you guys didn't go to Ghetto Bayside before that, <laughs> Bayside, we didn't go to the Ghetto, ghetto Bayside. Bayside Marlins or whoever they were. No, it was the Bayside. Uh, oh, what was it in middle school? All I, I know is when the high school. And you know what's Bayside, funny is like when and, and I bet a lot of people. High, dude. Yeah, all I know is when I when I played football in junior high school, and like when we played Bayside, like all the Bayside players were like three times as tall as us. Dude, we were. It was the the Raiders. That's who Bayside was. It was the Raiders. Yes, the Bayside Raiders. Oh yeah, dude, that was a pretty dude, rough school tough. back there back then in the late eighties. Those guys in Plaza. Anyway, we anyway. So, but yeah, um... dude, is this about middle school football or is this about? <laughs> It's all about independence versus Bayside. Anyway, (laughs) we totally kicked your. What were we talking about before we got onto this receiver kick? About we were talking about proptosis, a forward displacement of the eye in the orbit. (laughs) Before that, (laughs) what was the point of talking about all these? (laughs) Yeah, before before you talk about the prosthesis, we were talking about the fact that there's depth behind Santana Moss at the wide receiver position for the first time. Thank you. Thank like you. real depth, like not just one guy that's kind of good. All right, like a few guys that are good. All right, before I so rudely cut off Josh with my rant about talking about the <laughs> offense, when he said he wanted to talk about the offense, Josh, go ahead. <laughs> I know, dude. I just basically, well, I was impressed with the offense until our scrubs went in and screwed it all up. But I mean, you know, from a from a running back stand, I mean, from the backfield standpoint to receivers to 
you know, the quarterbacks for the most part. I mean, our offensive line. I mean, everybody played pretty well cohesively as a team, and and like kind of like David Lee said. I mean, I think they're kind of disciplined. They just appear to be kind of really meshing, and uh, more so than I can remember in any recent years. Let me ask you guys this. I got two questions for you. One of them, who do you think is going to be cut in the running back situation if mm. if Terrain comes in this week like he's supposed to play on Thursday? Don't forget the game's on Thursday again. And make Man. a good – and have a good game. I'm not asking who's going to start. I'm asking who of the running backs are going to get cut because pretty much, I mean, Terrain – well, not Terrain, but Hightower – Helu, those dudes look like they could be fighting for the starting job almost. I mean, I think Hightower's almost. got an edge, but yeah, um, Helu the, the and then dude, Royster good played good too. Royster played Royster well. might end up on the practice squad, but a guy like that might get picked up by another team on the practice squad. Mm, excuse me, Keelan Williams. They're trying him out at fullback, so I don't know if he would end up staying there or or, or not. I think, I think he's Sean Drawn, cut. even though he stiff armed that dude and just threw him on the ground a couple games ago, I think he's a. Uh, I think the writing's on the wall for him. Sean Drawn is just yeah. He's not. I don't think he's going to be close. But I think I could see Keelan Williams getting cut. And, I could uh, see him getting cut, but if they cut him, they're definitely going to keep the caveman. I still think the caveman's gone, dude. You think I so? don't know. I don't, I don't think know, they're going to cut him. If they keep Keelan Williams, I think Mike Sellers gets cut. But if Keelan Williams gets the axe, I think Mike Sellers stays on as one of those like old cagey veterans. I don't think, I think even there. I think he might be on the proverbial bubble. I don't think they have a roster spot for him because I think they'd rather keep an extra running back instead of an extra fullback. And you know Daryl Young or Darrell is going to make it. Darrell. Yeah, Darrell Young's going to be the starter there. For and, we've, sure. and we've got enough tight ends. We've got, you know, three pretty <laughs> decent ones. Cooley, Davis, and Pony Boy. Yep, yep, Pony yep. Pony Boy. Pony Boy Paulson. He's probably like, dude, I don't have a ponytail anymore. So anyway. Well, my, uh, that's, it, a, that's a really good question. It's good, uh, I don't know if they're going to keep four. It would have to be like Helu, Hightower, Royster, and Terrain. And I don't know if they're going to do that. One of those guys has got to go to the practice squad and... and do you think that yeah. Shanahan would consider cutting terrain because of his injury problems? Not yet, because he drafted terrain in Denver, if I remember correctly. So, but he's been injured like I don't every think year. He wants to give up on him yet. He gets injured all the time, but when he's healthy, he's really good. Which could be another but reason yeah, why I they mean, keep the guy four. Sneezes. That yeah. could that could be a reason why he would keep four then. I just don't see how he's going to fit Caveman on the roster, personally. Yeah, I, dudes, I think it's going to come down to Caveman or Keelan Williams. No, I think they're both gone. I really do. Double cut, double cut. Good question. Good question. So, my, so my second question for you guys is, A, I'm posing that question. how many, how many, how many um, receivers are they going to keep? And, B, who's going to get... Aldrick Robinson. Interesting. Well, Aldrick Niles Robinson. Paul. Aldrick Robinson cut. Niles Paul, maybe the practice squad. I think he's going to get cut and get signed to the practice squad. Isaac Anderson, whoever that is. 
Um, dudes, we know it's going to be Santana Moss. It's going to be Jabbar Gaffney, Double A. T.A. Terrence Austin and four. <laughs> if they put Leonard Hankerson, if they cut Leonard Hankerson, they're it's not, possible someone else will go after him. Dude, they're not going to the cut size. Leonard Hankerson. They're not going to cut him, I guarantee you. I don't think they will. But are they going to keep better. Brandon he got Banks? Rid of those gloves. I guess what my question in my mind was boiling down to is what's going to happen with Brandon Banks and Dante Stallworth? Hmm... Dante Stallworth is just kind of, he's kind of in, uh, he really he's, is in limbo. There's nowhere to put him. He's kind of old and busted in some ways. Yeah, I think he might be the odd man out, even though he's had a productive preseason. I think he if has. you look at them both and say, Brandon Banks, well, he's got some speed. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I think they're going to keep Brandon Banks. I think they are too, but they get a little handcuffed by doing that because he does it. Well, maybe they'll stick him out there as wide receiver. He's really small, man. You know, he he can dart in and out of those like gaps and whatnot. Maybe they can do something with him. I think they should save him for that lat, you know, for some of those sprint moments and just send him sprinting, you know, reverse double super reverse. And then, Mm -hmm. and this also got me thinking about, all right, we got the receiver situation where it seems like we want to keep more guys than we have spots for. We have the running back situation where it seems we want to keep more guys than we have spots for. It just furthers my belief that there's not a spot for Caveman. It furthers my belief that we've got much better depth than we used to have. We have Christmas and we have depth. Like a big old like a big old celery stick. Crispness and depth like a big old celery stick sticking in some peanut butter. Well, with that analogy, maybe we should move on to the injury report. Yeah, do I have music for that, or do I still have to program it in here? You, you'll get it one year. One of these days, I'll get it. Years. Oh, well, here, I got some music for it. Hold on. Oh, well, boy. this is just going to have to do. Roll that beautiful bean footage. <laughs> Welcome to the injury report. <laughs> Roll that beautiful bean footage. All right, on the injury report, Josh, you're going to take this one away? Uh, am I taking this one away? Uh, He's not the best co- color commentator in the league for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I might have taken it away if I knew I was doing the injury report. Uh, let's see. Hmm. Dude, you're well, supposed to be start. doing the All right, I got it for you. Here, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, basically, uh, we got a, a, a right knee injury, uh, for Jarvis Jenkins. Done. How's that? Dude. All right. Where, where do we even start to talk about this? Seriously. Cut! I was so... All right, dudes. That is the obvious one to talk about, though, dudes. Jarvis Jenkins, who had, I think, already supplanted Adam Carricker as starter as a defensive end opposite Stephen Bowen, and he He gone. He'd also he's on, already he's on the IR. made his way to be called my dog, and he's only been in a few preseason games. He has been and, called and, your dog, and actually somebody commented on that on Twitter, too. Dude, that has been Aaron's, like, super dog. He's he's the, the biggest guy. Although, um, the one that Aaron has really been, like, that guy is going to be really good. And But, uh, like, you know, Aaron and I were watching the game, and on the phone at the same time, we were just like, oh, crap. Although Peter Grumbles... It, 
says that Aaron's dog is Barnes. I texted jo- Josh <laughs> and said, I was like, his season's done. Uh-huh. Josh was Torn like, ACL. And the thing yeah. is with him, like, his, Aaron, you, you were talking about how his, uh, he's all upbeat about mm-hmm. it. He's like, I'm so glad this happened in the preseason, you know, and that way I can be ready for next year's preseason and come back stronger than ever, and that's really cool. And he was talking about I can get in there and watch the footage and learn the defense better and do all this and that. Like, he's not take- – <laughs> he, like, tweeted something about he's not taking a day off. He's going to be there with his brothers or something like that. Basically, that's he, awesome. can, he, can, he can watch and learn, watch and learn. He the bad news on that is that his father and uncle both had ACL injuries that sidelined their what were reported as promising football careers going into college um, back when they were in high school each. Mm-hmm. So it looks like uh, weak ACLs may run in the Jenkins lineage. But, 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 let me throw out something. In his ligaments. Right. Dr. James Andrews was merely in diapers back then. That's a very, very good point. Aaron Andrews. Nobody. Nobody, <laughs> what? Uh, nobody recovered. No. Nobody dad, ever Dr. came back from Tom. Nobody ever came back from Tommy John surgery until there was actually Tommy John surgery. All the guys before that that had that injury never came back to play again. So that's mm. a good point. James Andrews was not around. Anyway, I was so I was so depressed when I saw that happen. I was like, "Why couldn't this happen to someone like Doug Dutch or someone like that?" (laughs) Doug Dutch oven, dude. That was great. Got us a a great trade, dude. That was a great piece of trivia that I heard on there. And I was as soon as I heard it, I texted it to you guys. I was just like, "Who do we trade to get John Beck from the Ravens?" Doug Dutch. Like totally. Who remembers that trade? Oh, it was Doug Dutch oven. Dude, I remembered it. We brought it up a few weeks ago. John texted it. was like, don't look it up. Yeah, I was Dutch. like, don't look it up. See if you can remember. It's Doug Dutch oven. Josh is sitting there warming his buns by the Doug Dutch oven. Who is? He said, I remember that answer. Doug Dutch is out of football, too, I might say. I might ask. And we what? may have a quarterback that could be our starter in week one against the Giants. When we destroy them. But you'll find out about that on Aaron's Precarious Predictions next year. Brought to you by, or next week. Brought to you by Will and Mary. Hold that beautiful bean footage. That's right. Dudes, is there any Mm. other injury information other than Cooley saying he's going to be ready to come back for a week one? Yes, there is some more. Josh? Uh, Ryan Terrain. He's practicing. He's supposed to be a go on Thursday from what I understand. And I'll be interesting to see how he plays because if he completely sucks it, he might get cut in stereo double super stereo wait what about Malcolm Kelly's hurt foot oh yeah what? he did hurt his foot he's got a it doesn't um, matter dude he's, he's cut he's got a sore foot we'll talk about that dude, more Josh. after the break Josh you're giving away Josh, stuff you gave it away <laughs> that was our tease going into the break man we got more than that. Everybody knows that Malcolm Kelly, that's the obvious. It's plastered all over our website. We have, like, everybody Dude, listening is going to have already been there. Everyone does Aaron know put because like a Josh. six-foot poster on there. <laughs> no, dude. Pop. Aaron, you put, like, a fat head on, on our website. Pop. Pop. <laughs> dude, dude, 
But everyone doesn't yeah. know. We have devoted listeners like driving their 16 wheelers down the road, tractor trailers, and all they do is tune in to download the podcast. Wheelers. Yeah, and as they're driving down the road, they look over at the wheelers. cardboard cutout of Malcolm Kelly sitting in their seat next to him and go, man, they put on the brakes and throw him out the window. <laughs> I can't believe you said 16 wheelers. Sixteen. What, Sixteen. <laughs> what is it? An eighteen? Get out of it. Let's go to break. Good God. Sixteen wheelers. <laughs> what? Is it a sixteen wheeler? What is it? It's eighteen, dude. I don't know. I can't count wheels. All right. I can't. Count well, let's just wheels. go to break, and when we get back, we'll talk to you about the cut list, and uh, they can joke me about the sixteen wheelers some more. Oh, we will. (laughs) You're listening to to Harry Harry Hog Hog Football. Please hang up and try again. Roll that beautiful bean footage. Is someone you love in trouble with the law? Maybe your child or grandchild has been charged with a simple traffic offense, a DUI, or reckless driving, or a simple misdemeanor, (laughs) assault, shoplifting, or indecent exposure. Perhaps it's a much more serious felony, murder, drug possession, or distribution, or even a third offense, DUI. Charges like these often leave you asking questions. Who do you turn to for help, and what happens next? The fact is, every case is different, and many require tough choices. Every case is different. To best guide you to the best possible place, you need a seasoned professional. Consider David Lee. He's been practicing criminal and traffic law in the state of Virginia for over a decade and has handled thousands of cases for thousands of clients. David Lee is based in southeastern Virginia, but for the right price, he's ready to travel to any corner of the state, including Ashburn. So if you or someone you love is in trouble with the law, call David Lee today at 757-259-9377. That's 757 757- Two five nine nine three seven seven. Yo 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 yo, we're back. Are you guys back? I heard a door squeak. <laughs> what? Yo, yo, yo. What's up? Dude, is your, is your, is your grandchild in trouble with the law? What? What? Is your grandchild in trouble with the law? Josh, I can't hear you. I can't I understand. Said, I thought I heard him just say man-child. <laughs> That's what I thought he said. <laughs> is your man-child... What? Is your grandchild in trouble with Where's the law? Josh at? I can't hear it. Next to his microphone. Turn that music down, dude. You're blasting us out. <laughs> I keep hearing him say something about, did your man child? We're in the break and I'm listening to the ad playing and Aaron goes, grandchild. <laughs> dude, I just or started grand, crack- grandchild. Dude, I've heard that about a million times and I was just listening to it and it's like, does your child or grandchild? <laughs> That's 
good point. Grandchild. <laughs> Imagine like this like little baby crawling across the mat. Does <laughs> your grandchild have a traffic offense? It's like, is, your grand- is your grandchild in trouble with the law? <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are getting a picture uh, of like little baby Simpson beeping a little car horn. Oh, uh, is some Redskins fan you love in trouble with the law? Oh, uh, there it is. Hello? Can I say Uh, something here? Yes. I, I, you know what? I love the fact that David Lee is our sponsor, but I have to say he might get more business for his criminal law firm. If he, if he, uh, advertised on a Cowboys podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Solid. Solid. Seriously, though, folks, if you've got if you got a criminal, if you got a black sheep in the family, a criminal, call David Lee. He can help you out. Especially or if, it's if your you child have been grandchild. wrongly accused of something. If someone says that, hey, you did something that you didn't do, you are the defendant. Mm-hmm. David Lee can help. You know, clear your good name. Mm-hmm. Even if your name is Doug Dutch Oven. Anyway, we need to move on. We've only got like I think he can do it. 10 more minutes or so to get through all this rest of the podcast. First thing we want to do, as Josh alluded to, we want to go through this week's cuts and signings. Cut! Josh, take it away. Cut! John does the cuts. John does the cuts. John, take it away. Cut! All right, dudes. You guys know the big one because Josh dropped the bomb before he got to the bowl. Malcolm Kelly, Josh fashion. Malcolm Kelly, and his oft injured body. Cut. John's been waiting two bye years bye. to see that. Did you say his awesome injured body? <laughs> I said his oft. What? No, I said his oft injured body. Josh, grandchild. Uh, Josh, whatever you were putting that posing that question on, why don't you pose this question that I thought of last night? I'll pose it right now. Who will be out of football first? Devin Thomas <laughs> or Malcolm Kelly? Totally out of football. Out of foo- who, totally out of football first? Yeah. Who will be totally out of football first? Okay. I'm going with Malcolm Kelly. He types Kelly. it into Google. I do have to say, all right, you guys all know out there that I said this is going to be Malcolm Kelly's year. He's going to do big things. But that was And what t- did I say? You were like... And what did I say? That you would believe it when you saw it. And that I said he was going to get cut before the season was over. Or before the preseason was over. <laughs> yes, you did say that. And I, I called mean, it. Look, I called it. You called it, dude. But let me, let, me, let me defend myself here. All right. 28 catches for 365 yards and no touchdowns. I called it. Redskins career. I called it. Let me re- dude, let me defend myself here. I made that All statement right. before I knew that Malcolm Kelly's foot was sore. <laughs> Dude, that's like saying... That's like saying that... Uh, I, I can't even think of a great analogy. He's always hurt. Dude, Mike Shanahan... He's never been healthy, dude. He's been hurt all the way through college. He was probably hurt in high school. Mike Shanahan literally said... When they asked him what his problem was, he said that he had a sore foot. Injury sore feelings. Foot. A sore foot. 
Maybe he had a, maybe he had a planner ward or something. All right. Well, he's supposed to get an injury settlement because he was officially injured, as he always was, um, earning his $3.2 million that he got for playing for the Redskins and catching no touchdowns. In fact, in fact, I told ever, John ever, yesterday, ever, ever. <laughs> I thought that Shanahan was going to wait till he was better to cut him because then they wouldn't have to pay the injury settlement. But What did he have, turf toe? He had a sore foot. Dude, <laughs> Dude, that is a very good thing that you brought up there, though, Aaron, because I think that just shows that that's another example of the Shanny the Elder solidifying his position of power as the guy who makes the decisions as far as the football team. Because if Zorn was in charge, Malcolm Kelly would still be on the team because the Danny and Vinny would be like, yeah, let's keep we need him to on save the some roster money. until he's healthy. Then we can cut him. Dudes, do you guys do you guys, like, out of here. do you guys know what escalation of commitment is? Tell us, escalation Mr. Escalation of commitment. Escalation of commitment is when, say you made a poor decision, but you don't want to change your decision on that because you've already invested in it. You know what I'm saying? You've invested time and money. Understood. And so, yeah. you know who doesn't have any escalation of commitment? Shanahan. He doesn't care if you were a first-round pick. He doesn't care if you've been on the team for five years. If you don't he perform, don't effing care. It he don't will. To Shanahan. He'll cut you if you don't. If you're not the best man there for the job, so it's called it's called cutting your losses. Yeah, that's and another. you know that's exactly you know it. Long-time listeners know I'm not a huge Shanty fan, but that is exactly what we have needed in Redskins Park, is someone who will do that and can be strong enough to stand up to the Danny. Mm-hmm. That's it's basically fantastic. somebody who's somebody who's not afraid to cut their losses. That's what the Shanahan does. That's exactly Literally. what he does. Literally. He does not escalate his commitment. He cuts his losses. He does not, he does not care if, about that. Anyway, um, yeah. the other cuts are a bunch of guys you haven't heard of. Except um, for Ben Clint Chappell. Stitzer. Well, hold on. Ooh. Clint Stitzer, who was the kicker they brought in while Graham Gano was birthing his baby, as Aaron said. Um, I didn't Gano. even know he was still on the team. I thought they cut him right after that game. And, yeah, Aaron, that is the only like real name on the whole list, other than Malcolm Kelly, is Ben Chappell. Ben Chappell is the dude that my boss thought was so awesome in Indiana, and I thought we might get to see him some in the fourth preseason game, but apparently they're, if they keep three quarterbacks, if they keep three quarterbacks, it looks like Kellen Clemens from Indiana will be the third one. Dude, dude why did they cut him and they kept Matt Gutierrez? Who the hell was Matt Gutierrez? He's the guy whose name was incorrect on his jersey for his first game. I don't think that's fair. Are they thinking that he might be better than this Ben Chapel dude? All they've seen is do him like, you know, get the ball from chaotic funk, you know, the third level, and then put his knee on the ground. He hasn't even had a chance. I don't know, dude. I don't know, dude. I thought that was weak too. I I really wanted to see him like try to. I wanted to see him sling it around a little bit, see what happened. Dude, plus plus Clemens, you know, throwing a pick with with four left on the clock. That Seriously? pick was pretty ugly. Yeah, I would like to see what Ben Chappell would have done in that situation. Anyway, I, we're I not going to that opportunity. Ben and there's a couple other dudes that got cut, but quite frankly, I didn't even know they were on the team. 
Yeah, yeah. I've never even heard of these guys. Like, they sound like fake movie name guys, so we're not going to go through them. Instead, um, maybe we're going to go straight. The hell with them. Sorry, guys. Maybe they're fake cuts, dude. Maybe that's another part of the game. Well, anyway, it's yeah, time for guys. this week's Kicking the Balls Award. It's time for this week's Kicking the Balls Award, brought to you by Triangle Casket Store. Why is it always Triangle Casket Store? Because um, they pay good whatever money. Whatever you're looking for. My kick in the balls goes to Clemens for throwing that pick with four left. If he's going to try to prove himself and stay on this team and be a viable third or whatever option, he's got to do better than that, especially in the preseason. I don't care who he is. That's all I got to say right there. All right, well. All right. Well, my, uh, Aaron, do you mind if I go next? Or should I wait till third? No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Actually, you go ahead because I'm doing, my mine is going to be the uh, same person for both. Well, I already know who yours is going to be then, so then I'll pick someone. I know who it is too. All right. Then I'm going to pick, all right. Dude, I don't know if I was, I don't know if I was seeing double or if this guy, Edgar, no, not Edgar. What's the other Jones? The quarterback in the third and fourth quarter, he sucked. We just talked about this before the game, or before we started the podcast. We even looked it up to make sure you knew who he was. Edgen? Edwin? James Jones, I think. No. Jones. Edgar Jones. No, not Edgar Jones. He's the dude that got No, Reggie Jones. Yeah, Reggie Jones. Reggie Jones is the guy that got his mouthpiece knocked out. The cornerback, Reggie Jones. Dude, he was sucking the whole second half of the game. And I think DeJohn Gomes had a, had a few plays in there too, and they both kind of looked the same with the DeJohn with the long Gomes. hair hanging out. Um, and it's hard to see their names, so you try to find out who they are by their jersey number, and you're like trying to look it up. Well, you couldn't even really see time, their jersey like, number, crap. dude. You could. DeJohn Gomes is listed. Like, who the hell's at number twenty nine? But the thing is, you couldn't tell their numbers either because one of them was twenty nine, and one of them was twenty four, so it was kind of covered over, so you couldn't see who was who. <laughs> and I was like, both of these guys are sucking. So that's I'm that's giving Reggie DeJohn Gomes Jones. All right, I'm giving my kick to both of those guys because I don't know which one was making the horrible plays, but they need to differentiate themselves from each other if they're going to make the team. It was either Gomez or Jones. It's not Gomez. Gomes. It's Gomes. It's just Gomes. Anyway, right th- that's who my kick goes to. Go ahead, John. All right, you know, my kick in the balls goes to D'Angelo guy. Hall. Chesapeake Man, now zone. we know who your game ball goes to. <laughs> yeah, you gave it that away. That is true. It's going to the <laughs> same guy. D'Angelo Hall gets my kick in the balls because he was the – he was the quintessential anti Daryl Green in this game. He was Deion Sanders in 2011. Dude. He made a big play we're going to talk about in a minute, but you guys probably remember it. And then he gave up multiple big plays, including giving up a touchdown. Dude, so, that, that's a good one. You know, and I got to point out. It's feast or famine, man. It's, it's, it's you know. Well, on numerous occasions, he's made big plays, and then he thinks he can take the rest of the game off. He lets down after he a, makes a big play. Let's just say that. And and uh, at least granted, he does call himself out when he does that uh, in recent memory since he's been on the Redskins for the most part, and he did it after this game. 
But, you know, it's great if you do something really great and score a touchdown, but if you give another one up, then... And then you give up a couple other plays that lead to another touchdown, then then are you in the black or are you in the red? And that's what our argument always is about how great Deion Sanders really wasn't. All the great plays he made, how many terrible plays did he have? How many plays did he take off? How many times did he get burnt? How terrible is his I would bust? Love, we got to call the Elias Sports Bureau. They'll probably charge us $1,000 or something to find out. How terrible but I would is love it? to see how many yards and touchdowns Deion Sanders gave up in his career compared to how many he scored. How terrible is his bust? How what? Terrible, how is, terrible his bust? is his bust. I thought you said his butt, and I was like, what? <laughs> how terrible is his butt? It depends on what he ate the night before. <laughs> depends on if he went, it depends on if he uh, went to one of those Buffalo Wild Wings places the night before, I guess. All right. All right, so we got the kicks. So you know what That's that means. That's my kick. And now, the coveted and ever-elusive Game Ball Award. Should I go ahead and go first, get it out of the way then? Go ahead, dude. Yeah, my Game Ball goes to D'Angelo Hall for getting a pick and running it back for a touchdown. Even though he inexplicably like cut it back in at the 20 or so, cut it back inside <laughs> when he had a completely humongous lane all the way to the pylon if he had just kept running like straight he called himself out on that in the post game too did you see that i didn't see that part i i was in the midst of a uh of a uh fantasy football draft at that point he was that like does not do anything illegal like having money change hands in it so i was paying a little bit more attention to that at the point at that time he basically said that the whole team was giving him a hard time about cutting back like that good because that was dumb, too. I should have called him out for that in, his, in my kick. Yeah, you should Anyway, mm-hmm. I'm giving him the game for that just because I'm too lazy to find someone else, and I thought it would be cool to give the game and the kick to the same guy. All right. All right. Before anyone calls me out for being like, you hate Deion De- uh, Sanders, but you just gave him a kick in a game for doing the same thing. I think D'Angelo Hall, for the record, for anyone who's thinking that, D'Angelo Hall cost the team more than he helped the team in this game. I think he gave up, you know, the, the touchdowns equal each other out, and he gave up a whole lot of yardage. All right. All right. And there you go. Josh, who are you giving yours to? I think I'm going to give my game ball to... Oh, gosh. Oh, my. I'm going to skip, I'm gonna skip down a bit. Oh I'm going to give my game ball to... I'm going to give my game ball to uh, Kieran Fox. He came in at, uh, you know, at, at middle linebacker. And uh, I think he had like four tackles on the day. He, he looked pretty good. I mean, I thought the guy, you know, stepped in pretty well. Uh, he did play pretty decent. I... For London for London Fletcher. I mean, you know, to whenever you, you know London Fletcher is missing, you know, that's a big missing piece out of your uh, defense. Yeah, he had some he had some pretty good plays in the very beginning there. So um yeah, that just goes to show more about the depth again. That again, guy I think that the, guy was a good pickup. Pick. I think that, that that's a good one to call out for a game ball, and I think Aaron, you're right. Also, Josh and Aaron, you're both right. Good one for a game ball and a very good pickup. A guy who was a special team standout in Pittsburgh, a team that usually has great, great depth, except for on, on the offensive line. 
And then it's someone who had a chance to go to another team and fight for a starting position. And he's he's showing what he's got out there. So, yeah. And I... It's a solid game. And, and, and on that note, dudes, are you guys a little worried about London Fletcher? No. I'm not worried about him at all. Not worried. I'm a little, wor- I'm a I little think, worried about I him. I think he was... I think he was ready to go last week, and they just wanted to give him another week. Yeah, I think he's raring to go. He was already back in practice, dude. Yeah, we all. I know. I know that he's like you know played X amount of games in a row, and he's done all that and everything. But I'm a little worried that he may end up breaking down before this season mm-hmm. is over and starting to fall apart. So again, depth being very important with someone like Kieran Fox. Well, you worried um, that about Daryl Green for five years. I did not. Yes, you did. I did not. Mm. Anyway. Where did that come from? Anyway, it is good depth. And, yeah, I mean, London Fletcher's not, not going to play forever, be it this year, next year, or the year after that. I mean, it's good to have him on the team and no one wants to see him go. But, yeah, I mean, you can't play forever. Dude, yeah, I want to point yeah, something I'm, I'm just saying, he's, he's had a lot of nagging, like kind of nagging injuries last year and coming into preseason already. And I know they're holding him out because it's only preseason. But, you know, I'm a little worried about him at his, you know, his football age, is, at, you know, as it were. I'm a little worried that uh, I'm not saying that he's, he's going downhill all that much. I'm just saying that I'm a little worried that he might be more injured than we think because he's someone that plays through injuries so much more than many guys do. I don't know, dude. It's not meant to be a, a dig at London Fletcher at all. It's just I'm a little worried that, you know, we don't want to be without him, but I'm a little afraid that uh, injuries might be catching up to him this year. The way they keep saying it's like he's got an ankle and a knee. You know, it's like it's not just one thing. It's more than one. I thought he hurt his hamstring. Maybe it was that. It just depends, you know, depends on what week it is, I guess. Yeah. But last yeah. year was the same way as the season went on. I mean, everyone has nagging injuries, but basically my point is I'm a little worried that the injury bug may start catching up with him as hard as he plays and as often as he plays through injury. Dudes, I want to, um, uh, now that we're, we're done talking about London Fletcher here, I, I just want to touch really quickly because I know we're getting on in time about a couple of uh, of game stats in this game that kind of st- stuck out with me, stuck out to me in this game. One, I think that we need to, the Redskins really need to work on their uh, third down conversions. I mean, we still we still have a problem there. We're getting like, I don't know, our third down conversions were like 27% in this game. Oh. Three of 11 for third down conversions. Three of 11. Yeah. There were only three. Yeah, that's not so good, but I think that's because How many first downs did we have though? How many first downs did yeah. we have? We had 19, we had 19 first downs. 19 first downs. 19 first downs. Mm. Well, that's true. I mean, if we had more first downs where we didn't even make it to third down, but there were 11 third down opportunities and we only we only capitalized on 3 of them. I would like to see that number be more like 6 of 11. I'd like us to get to like a 50% mark on third down conversion. I'd like to that's see it like. be 11 of 11. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, but let's be realistic. You know, uh, I you know I'd like to see I'm that number get high. Say yeah, I am. Guy, I, <laughs> I think a lot of the the issues. You know, one is it, it's against you know this is a rebuilt offense against a very very good defense, and I think also uh, second half scrubs. Do I ever In get to case, give my Josh? I see your point. Do I get to give yeah. my game yeah. ball? I was wondering if you were going to get to that. Anytime. Oh, I thought you gave it, dude. 
No idea. Go. Who's your, who's your game ball? All right, I'm giving this game ball with reservations, and it's basically based on the last two weeks. Cumulative. And the reason I'm giving it with reservations is because he had a couple penalties in this game. But I got to give my game ball to Ryan Kerrigan for his his uh, basically his sack in both of the last two games, and I think he's just getting better each week. Even though he had those two, what were they? In the neutral zone infractions, where they it was in neutral zone infractions, and that's something that they picked up on last year, or they started calling a lot last year, and they're calling a lot this year. Apparently, you can't jump in the neutral zone as a defender to try to make someone uh, flinch on the offensive line. They will not call a false start; they call it on the defense. But like Jarvis Jenkins, I mean, I think this dude is a real deal, and um, I agree. Dude had five five tackles, one assist, five what? one sack. Fingers on each Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he. I think he's going to be big time, dudes. And it, don't forget he's transitioning to a new position. Just like Arakpo did last year. There's a lot of similarity in that, that way. Aaron, on the phone, when I was talking to you, I think I compared him to Chris Long with St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Except... You know, Chris Long is one of those guys, he just does a motor. It never stops. He always goes, he always goes. He plays through the whistle. I think Kerrigan is just like that, but I think he's a little bit faster. Yeah, Arakpo had a sack, a too, finally. A yeah, dude, and Which what's is, with this guy? What about Devontae Shannon? Dude, I don't even know who that guy is. <laughs> what do you mean you don't know who he is? He was, like, is. on the field, and I was like, who is this guy? Yeah, dude, but the dude had... Uh... He had three tackles and an assist, and he had a sack for a 13-yard loss. He's still going to be cut. <laughs> Probably. Anyway, um, he might make the practice squad. we got to start wrapping this oh, bad Aaron, boy up. Aaron's doing the wrap-up music. This is like when you're at the Academy Awards, dude, that's, and you're trying to thank everybody. We're already, <laughs> we're already, dude, we're already like a minute and six, an hour and six minutes in. I just want to thank uh, my producers and my agent. Did. And uh, I'd like to give a shout out to Riggins Revenge, K Douglas 11, all the dudes on the Fantasy Football League that are going to lose to me. Uh, there you <laughs> go. We're going to give some shouts to, uh, to Nicholas, to Peter Grumbles, to Alex Talbert, to Sharon, uh, our Uncle Skins, Chelsea P, Johnny Zaddy. Sean Cole, Brittany Coles, Diana, Tracy Warren, Don, all you folks that are out there on the Tweetosphere tweeting us up at Harry Hogg. And Will in Maryland. Oh, that beautiful thing is Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think we might have lost Josh on his old tirade. I'm here, dude. Oh, okay. What are you talking about? I think you're blasting him out with the, uh, with the Elvis dude, in man, Vegas. I can't even hear you with Elvis. Oh, sorry, dude. I, I forgot El- you get it. I forgot you I'm get like the music at full output. Um, <laughs> the velvet. <laughs> anyway, well, give us an uh, email at Harry, uh, redskinsfan at harryhogfootball dot com. Um, visit the website. Give us a ring a ding ding at seven seven Harry Hog. Especially you will because you have an assignment. And if you feel like it, <laughs> that- donate it to our PayPal link on the website. Special shout out. You can out donate a little, you can donate a lot. Special Either shout way. out to David Lee Legal Services. And remember, hail to the Redskins. Sponsor. Yes. And if you see a Cowboys fan. If you see a Cowboys fan, Joker! Joker! Oh, my. Oh, my.
Aaron and his 16 wheeler. 16 wheeler. No, yeah, I love my 16 wheeler. Because I love yellow cake, baby. 16 wheeler.